Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Podcast here on the 23rd of January, day before my birthday, actually, Skeet, I'm sure you've got my present loaded up here from Backchat Studios. Uh, how are you, mate? Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend, and happy birthday in advance to you. Thank uh, you. I knew you. Are you going to say that anyway? Well, I don't follow uh, those types of milestones religiously. Good, neither do I. But I will say this, um, any special arrangements for Alex and the kids looking after you tomorrow? Doing anything special? Me, oh, Alex doing something for me or me doing something for Alex? I won't be doing anything sure, for birthday, anybody. Yeah. Alex doing something for you. Um, I, I've been, I've been, my, my calendar's been blocked out. I'm, it's actually a surprise. Unavailable Tuesday and Wednesday, yes. Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. The, the festival, the festival. <laughs> the, the bonanza of Schofield. Uh, the social Shelter Footycast. I'm sweating a bit. I don't know why. I just had a little bit of coffee. Um, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is the email. You can send it through. Watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us as a podcast. Either one of those you're not doing. Shelter's Summer of Sour this summer. Yeah. I've got to remind you, mate. There, I'm just going to start with it this time. There's a Victor Moa on the line. Do you have a lawn? Yeah, we've got a lawn. Yeah, good lawn. Do you mow it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Who no mows? <laughs> Mate, you, you've got to understand, and we talked about this last week, the depths of my lack of ability around the house. Manhood. No, useless. <laughs> Absolutely useless. Uh, so shelter, we're, we're challenging people to push their boundaries and sip on a sour. So we still haven't got you a We haven't given you a sour. I've run out of shelter at home, by the way, so if we've got a couple, I might just uh, swing by. Yeah, are you happy to try a sour Absolutely. this summer? Okay, because yeah. we want to we challenge the boundaries around beer. Perfect summer drop, refreshing, crisp, crushable. Um, there's a great prize pool. This is all online. You can jump on Shelter's website, uh, shelterbrewing.com.au. You can win a mini Mel surfboard. I've seen that. looks very good. Do you surf, Skate? Do I look like a surfer? Vic- Considering I'm wearing Julius Marlowe's and you haven't even bothered to... Like at least last week you had some slippers on. Now you just go and roll on no, no shoes at all. Fair income. A Victor Lawnmower. <laughs> $600 exclusive escape voucher. Do your holiday skate. Can I, your holiday. I, I, with I the holiday. Best I love the five star. You know, I've just got to that stage in life where I'm not going to take anything best. Very anything good. less than something very good. Well, I'll grab a sour. Shelter's got some great ones. Shelter born and brewed in Bustledon. Uh, the summer of sour, thanks to Shelter. Let's get into it. Um, it's a somber start to the show. I do want to mention this on the top. Um, Rep Bazo, um, just, just absolute thoughts and, and 
wishes go out to him and his family. He's lost his mother uh, over the weekend in a tra- like just a just a tragic, brutal accident down in Mandra. So I did want to start with that. Yeah, Coley, 52 years of age, far too young. And, of course, Tourette and also his sister, who I think is coming back from holidays in Canada to, to be back here, um, you know, as a community in sport, of course, the West Coast Eagles will wrap their arms around Rhett, having lost his father, Steve, who was a really good player in the waffle uh, to melanoma. It's, uh, it's a tough time, and the young bloke, I think, just needs to be given, in a football sense, It's it means nothing footy at the moment. No. Just just get yourself back to hopefully feeling, you know, well, I can't put into words no. that type of... Um, yeah, we've both lost fathers, but to, to lose both your parents would be uh, at that age. At that age, yeah, yeah, it's devastating. And uh, we, we, you know, well wishes and, and thoughts are with the Bazo family. Um, we're going to move from that. We're going to have a little sting here. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Peter Bowl, Skeet. I want to ask you about him. Um, he's a big friend of the Backchat family. We've chatted to Pete. We ran into him in Guzman and Gomez in Leadable. I, I actually about two months ago. I actually started rethinking. I wonder. I wonder if he'd been told. I don't think he would have known by then because it does take eight to twelve weeks to get these results back from WADA. Um, Peter Bowles tested positive to EPO. That that you know it's. It, I've seen a lot of. I know there's you've got to be careful about the, the the wording, but that's what's happened. His, his A sample has come back positive to APO, so it's a it's a. I don't know what sort of situation. His career his is perilous. Or mate, his, his livelihood. That's, yeah, that's what he yeah, does. It's his job. career, his yeah. reputation. And you talked about bumping in him. I did a, the Mandra Sports Awards in November with him. I'm not sure when he was alerted to the positive test, but there was no way that he. Knew at that point, just no. his, just his demeanour. We both know he's he's delightful, he's engaging. The only issue I have now, from a you know looking forward, is you know even hearing from guys like Dr. Peter Larkins about the only way you have EPO in your system is really by injecting. Now I know he's handed over his computer, he's declared his innocence. He was tested more than twenty times last year, as in twenty twenty two, negative on all occasions. But once a positive B sample comes out, if it comes out, and, and invariably. If A is positive, B generally, to my knowledge, yes. follows. So that puts him... And look, even if he is innocent, the fight... And we've seen Shana Jack and others go through it. The fight to clear your name or to get a sentence reduced, it's just a harrowing... It just will be a, a protracted affair, which, look, as an outsider, to see the time that it takes to for this process to play out... It seems inordinate, but that's just that's coming from a, a place outside of the the sport. Well, yeah. So, not that I'm a, a runner, an athlete, but being an athlete, I've been tested by WADA. Or it's a SADA. Um, it's now the new agency. Yeah, it's yeah, new, whatever new it's called. Sport now. doping, whatever. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's it's under the international body, which is what Peter Bowles tested under. I've done these tests. Probably tested. Dan Cons asked me um, how many times you've been tested. I've probably tested two times a year on average for fourteen years. Um, it's a pretty rigorous test. There's no element of contamination. Like it's, it's just Do you ever get nervous going in for a test? I know. Yes, absolutely. It's like a, it's a booze bus. It's a bit like with yeah. a booze bus. You, even if you had nothing, for some reason, Absol- every you, time, you, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate. Like, and and some of these stop you're giving blood, and and the reason you're nervous, and the this is the reason. Um, at least with a booze bus, you know if you've drunk or not, right? I know, I know, you know. but even when I'm driving up to a booze bus, and I've I've had my last beer the day before, I go, just weird things go through your head. Correct. But with a, a, a wider test, I used to think this all the time, as an athlete, you are told from day one, whatever is in your body is, it's up to you. It's, it, there's, it doesn't matter if it's an accident, 
if someone else has done it to you, it, there is no excuse for having performance-enhancing drugs in your system. So it's your responsibility at all times. And so you know as an athlete, if something is in a, is in a supplement, if something's in a painkiller, if someone has spiked your drink, right, it, do, it actually doesn't matter. So that's why you get nervous because you think, well, I guess you still got to, you could be unlucky here. And mm. so, look, my first in, inflection is to, um, is to believe Peter Bowl and he, he doesn't know anything about it. And it's, um, you know, totally news to him and he knows nothing about it. But as you said off the top, it's also incredibly hard to believe, you know, from my point of view, that uh, something could be accidentally in your system. So, um, I just hope for the best for Peter Bowl. He's come out and said he's innocent, so I'd like to believe him. But whether or not that'll happen will be up to the system. But it it also seems like an absolute shambles of a system. Like it takes him forever to do it. Uh, the B sample hangs around, so he's going to live with this for the next two months while the B sample's getting tested. You, you think they'd be able to bump it up the the list a little bit? I don't know. Maybe it's more complex than I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right on, on all those fronts. And I think at the end of the day, I don't want to believe that he's guilty until there's irrefutable evidence. And, and look, Peter, as you say, maybe because we've met the bloke, we know he's a, a terrific fella. But he I mean, would, in his mind right now, he would just be, I'm sure, and his team, they would be just going through his life with a fine-tooth comb. If, in fact, it has been mm. nothing to do with something he's done, he's going to look at who he's been interacting with, where he's been, what he's taken, literally for the last four months. Yeah, exactly. Got, what, did you, what, did you, what did you eat for dinner last Monday? Yeah, I mean, you can't remember. I can't, it, no, it's a fair call. And people get asked these in, 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 when it's a legal matter, when it, you're yeah. in court, and understand that. I remember going back, it was almost well, 20 years ago now, I was, went to school with Dean Capabianco, and he won a store gift to really? represent Australia. And I became very good mates with Matt Barber. Um, we, did, we did the Ashes to, together and had, of course, Capa got done yeah. similarly and, and protested his innocence. And so, look, yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not um, I'm not naive enough to think that athletes, a lot of athletes, don't take masking agents for, for drugs. Because, you know, as someone said to me this morning, to compete at the top level, to actually be really competitive, uh, a fair percentage of athletes are taking something. That That's – and I wouldn't disbelieve that. I, I would. But there's not uh, – it's not is rampant. That, is that ignorant by me? Oh, I'm not saying ignorant. This is, and I don't – I can understand if someone says to me – Look, the only way to beat Will Schofield on the track over 800 metres is to take this because he's on this. I mean, it's wouldn't that mean that there's AFL players doing it? I, I just like the, the reason I've, I've like I have never in my 15 years. No, I think AFL slightly different. I why? do because in in football, I mean, athleticism is is a is a significant part. But when you're running 100 metres, when you're running 800 metres. One off, yeah. I think there's. I think that it comes down to the, the split seconds. So I think you'd be naive not to think that that athletes, the best athletes, and we've seen that pr- proven over a long time, take them, and I still think they do. Right. You, you think? Do you think we're pretty I'm clean now in, in athletes? I'm li- yeah, I'm living in a world of bliss. I think it's because of my my experience, and I I see AFL as a top level sport. Yeah, of course. Um, I, not not one skerrick of. I haven't heard a story. I haven't. You know, I certainly haven't, you know, had anything spoken to me personally, but I haven't even, you know, usually when you hear things going on, you know what's going on. Mm. You hear someone say something and, you know, man, I've heard not not one thing about performance-enhancing drugs. So that's probably where my view comes from, but I, yours is equally... Just well, put it this way, do you think cycling is clean? Well, no, because it, I guess it's proven not to, but I guess athletics the same there. Yeah, maybe I'm just ignorant. I don't know. Oh, it, look, I'm sure there are. there's a, a large element of, of they're trying to clean the sport up, but... 
while there's a, while there's a chance to to make uh, a winner gold medal, and you've got that lure of trying to get that one percent, two percent advantage. I, I hope think that, I hope that's not. No, that's, no, I, so do I. So do I. But yeah, it's uh, our uh, thoughts are with them, and uh, we can't wait to find out what the end result will be. You've been watching the Aussie Open. You're a tennis fan, aren't you? I am to a degree. I mean, there was a late game. Andy Murray Cockenark was five and a half hours. Four o'clock. It's four in the morning. Couldn't go for a toilet break, Andy. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I love to. You know. I go back 15 years ago, and Andy Murray, you saw this surly Scott wandering around the court, and he thought, oh, he's a, he'd like to paint a, the villain and the hero. And he was yeah. always the villain because he, he gave not much. What's he now? I just think, having spoken to people that have met him and say he's a delightful bloke, you sort of had to barrack for him in this this tournament because you thought it's mid-30s, had the hip issues, had all sorts of injuries, and, and to, to do what he's done, I thought was terrific. So, look, who am I barrack? Well, look, Alex Demon all takes on the Joker this afternoon. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Alex is playing some good tennis, but the Joker, if he's fit... If, he, if he's fit he, and plays well. But he, he wins the tournament. Yeah, correct. Full stop. Because the softish draw now, Sitsipas is still there. Yeah, he was good yesterday, five-setter. Of course, he played in Perth recently, so uh, Sinner just uh, seems to fall up against, fall over against the, the bigger names. The women's draws totally wide open. Are you a Steve Smith fan, switching to cricket? Are you a Steve Smith fan? Yeah, massive. How good is he? He's a genius. smacked out a couple of hundred. Genius. He's, I read some studies hit them... Uh, the most amount of sixes, and he, and he gave everyone like a like a thirteen game head start. Yeah, well, he, he, but the thing is, the funny thing is, he couldn't make our T Twenty World Cup team, and he ha- isn't renowned as a T Twenty player, but he's been elevated up the top uh, playing for the Sydney Sixers. He was one hundred and twenty five. He was just just smashing them. And interesting. On the way back from the Gold Coast, I was in the Qantas Club, standing at the, the buffet area. And what were you doing there? What were you doing? What were you doing at the buffet area? Well, the Qantas Club. You know, this place yeah. where you eat food. Oh, yeah, you floating in a couple. No, of plates no. I was just, and he was having his ham and toasted cheese sandwich, and I was sort of just prowling for anything that was loose. <laughs> there was really like you know anything that might just fit in my mouth at that time in the morning. Um, and he was he's just such an unassuming athlete in terms of stature. Yes. He's not tall, he's not muscly, he's just... Let's be honest, he looks, he looks like just like a little something. He I don't smudges know. his yeah, nickname. Yeah. He just looks like a no one that would bother, you know, he, and yet he comes out and plays beautifully. Oh, so. People forget he's close to, if not the best batsman in the world. Like, I know he's missed time, but he's... Absolutely. Look, forget Sandpaper Gate. This bloke is a gun. He's scored more centuries than Sir Donald Brabant, albeit, obviously, the, the test match differential there, but he's going to play for Sussex for a short stint before the Ashes. He's going to India. If he plays well, Australia has a chance in the series against India and England. If he fails, and remember back to 2019, if he doesn't play like he him. did, we lose. Yes. Full stop, we lose. He is going to be the difference between us retaining the Ashes or doing well in India. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Before we do go, oh Rob, my so God, check in. Do we need to address the fact that Skeets is high flyer? Just checking in the Qantas Club with Steve Smith. Is that is that how you roll these days, Skeet? <laughs> the Qantas Club high flying. I sat in eleven A. <laughs> Uh, squeezed up against my wife and my daughters because I pay what a few hundred bucks a year to get stand sit in the Qantas club, have some tomato juice early in the morning, and maybe a toasted sandwich. Do you, do you wear a, do you wear a bit of a collar on the plane? No, but I wear shoes, Scoey. <laughs> I just wear I wear clothes. I don't know you're at your own own sort of home studio here. Maybe at home. <laughs> just must be nice if you contributed to some sort of fashion uh, input. I'll be uh, shirtless next week on the Shelter Footy Cast. <laughs> Let's go to the break. Anyway. All right, let's have a little bit of a look of WA footy and the AFL. Of course, this is the footy cast here on Shelter, thanks to Backchat Studios. Uh, the Shelter's summer of 
Sour. Frio Dockers, they had a bit of a match simulation uh, last week. There was a bit of, you know, big big double page spread in the in the paper. I, I will start with match sim at this time of the year in January. Uh, clubs are trialling things out. Cl- clubs try to um, pick two even teams. This is at least what they did at West Coast. Um, you don't start getting into teams towards round one until sort of mid-Feb, late Feb. Early Jan, mid-Jan, they pick they it's 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 actually no good because I used to cop it because I was a fringe player for the entirety of my career. But they put the teams up and they split the teams into two rooms and they treat it like a game. But um, what West Coast used to do was uh, the the coaches used to split up and they used to have mock match committees and they used to you know they used to do like a, a, a live draft or um, it, it's quite quite good. And but what they're trying to do is make even teams so they can see. You know they they don't want the best Mismatch. midfield against the waffle midfield. Mm. Like it just you just don't learn anything. That's so. why I saw the the great vision. I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but it was going back obviously in time. But you and JK, yeah, it's a match sim, and it was it was highly highly competitive. Correct. So they they want that competition because they want to test things out, like Nat Fife going forward. Now, just because he played forward for the entire match sim, I don't think that means he's going to be a, a full time forward. I think we'll see him in the midfield a lot this year. But it was you know well publicised that he didn't play that well. But it made me think um, the coverage is just increasing and increasing and increasing. Like five years ago. No one's going down to match him mid-January and doing a match report on... They wouldn't have played a game either. They would have played two 20-minute halves, probably, like maybe a little bit more. They wouldn't have played um, 60 minutes of 15-minute quarters. They'd still be still building up. So I, I think the coverage is going beyond... Is it in part because we're going to have less practice matches or you know pre-season matches yeah. this season... Uh, does that accelerate what you're trying to achieve during the preseason, as opposed to having a look at, you know, we've had in, in the past sometimes three, four practice matches, which yeah. for me that that's always seemed as as a, as a spectator too much. Well, yeah, because you can you can get what you need to physically out of a out of a scratch match like like this. So I mean, we're we're the twentieth of Jan. I, I think we're still probably three weeks away from seeing real meaningful things at match simulation for West Coast and Fremantle. So um, by the sounds of things going uh, down at Frio, though, a couple of the young players, Erasmus and Matty Johnson, are going really well. They're going to have great competition for spots in their midfield. Of course, Mundy leaves, but O'Meara comes in, and you'd think that's like a like-for-like. Yep. Will Brody O'Meara in the same midfield is going to be interesting, I think, because Will Brody was that real... He was like an 80-minute burst stoppage beast. Yep. And I think O'Meara may be the sort of similar player. So how they manage that will be interesting. And then how they get some of these young players into the mix, which is a Fife going forward probably. Yeah, and the Fife going forward question, I think we still don't have the right answer, do we? Because no. What do you think you should do? If, you, if, if he's 100% fit and, and right to go yes. and there's no issues with him, yes. I mean, and I know there's been some really good chemistry without him in there, but oh, I still see him playing a chunk of footy in the midfield. Correct. I mean, because that's, that's his... He, he looks a more comfortable midfielder than forward. Yeah, I, I, I would say him stripping weight means he wants to play more midfield, though, mm. as well. So I think if you want to go and put him as a key forward, they would have had those discussions before he went away in off-season. 
And the fact that he's dropped weight means to me he wants to be a running top. He wants to be a higher forward at the very minimum than yeah. go into the midfield. Because I think the way the game's going, you can't be that big, bulky Nat Fife who won two Brownlow medals looking like that, mind you. I, I think it's sort of just moving away a little bit. You need to be able to move. You need to be able to get out of stoppage. You need to be able to transition. You need to be able to that moment. You know, you need to be able to you know, go offense, defense, which hasn't been his strength. I mean, again, two Brownlow medals, but he hasn't been a defensive player. No. But perhaps he wants to add that in as he gets older, becoming team orientated. I think that's a very good Nat Five. What about down the road at West Coast or up the road? Um, not a lot of news coming out of them over the weekend. Uh, I saw some chats with Jai Cully. He thinks he's ready for a start-up midfield. I did mention that at the start of the Shelter Footycast a couple of weeks back. Um, that he's a real one that sort of slid under the radar a bit. I mean, he. He reportedly would have been a top fifteen draft pick this draft, but we, you know, West Coast got him in the middle of the year last year. Absolutely, um, and you talk of possibilities now. Ruben Jinby, who's a young man who's just been drafted. Now you don't want to put too much on his play, but physically, I, I don't know if you had a look at him, but he's a big unit for a, a young man. I told you this. I saw, I saw him having just a, a mid strength shelter, probably um, out, out before Christmas, and he was as tall as me, and and he's he's eight. a mid. Mate, he's a midfielder and he's, he's right eye to eye with me. I made a big deal about it as well. I was like, you are a huge human being, mate. So I think West Coast fans should be very excited about it. Yeah, that. exactly. An Eagles perspective, when it comes to their game style this year, do, do you just put 2022 in, in the bin and yep. disregard it yep. and go back to what you, you, you know? I think so. Or do they have to find... I mean, obviously, we, you know, they needed some speed, so they got Hunt into the mix, and they're, they're going to try and change things up a bit. But is, is it a drastic change that they, they'll implement, do you think? As much as the headlines that come out throughout um, pre-season, I think you can read a little bit into when players speak in the media. You can actually read between the lines a little bit and see what they're doing. So I saw Jack Petrocelli um, chatting. I saw Jai Cully's chat. Even Jeremy McGovern's chat. They're, they're trying to move the ball quicker. They're trying to be quicker with their play, quicker transition, you know, notoriously West Coast have been win the ball back in the back line, controlled. Kick mark, kick mark. Kick mark. And then they can go quick from there. Mm. But I, I think we'll see the game going. Like Geelong was a very quick side on that. I spoke about that on, on Friday. Um, that they transition the ball quickly. So to do that, you need quick players. Yeah, so like a Petrocelli, but you need to you need to make decisions quickly. So I think that's what they would have been training. And, we, and you know, I think we'll see a quicker West Coast side. It'll be interesting because fr- what Frio love doing is slowing teams down because they get a really great defensive structure in behind. They've got a really strong, strong back line. So Fremantle would have been, I think, training against quicker ball movement. You know, they, they would have been trying to get their guys to go quick and see if they can stop it because I think this year we'll just see an even quicker game, which is good Which is good for pundits. It's good for punters. I think there'll be high-scoring games. But Frio want to defend that, whereas West Coast, I think, will have to give up a bit of their defence to go quicker. So that's my Frio on West Coast Raps. Absolutely. I think, in a nutshell, you think of the team that the Eagles put out at the last round of the season against Geelong uh, down there in the Cattery, yes. and how many changes if you're going from week to week yes. <laughs> to round one this year yes. potentially with the number of fit bodies and young players you know it could be 13 or 14 it could oh, be a massive uh, well amount. I think I think your call's right it's probably a, a, a binge yeah. of, uh, of, of where last year in yes total, yeah. correct um, now I was going to do some early ladder predictions but I'll give you some notice so on Thursday 
I want I want a bit of an early call on who's dropping out, who's coming in. We did this before Christmas. I'm going to go back and research who he said because I know both of us have forgotten. forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do who's coming out, yeah. who's coming easy. in to the eight. No, right. work easy. Oh, easier. Well, it's, it's an oh easy call, not an easy to implement. Oh, you couldn't, if I remember correctly, and we're going to clip clip this up for Thursday. <laughs> you had a, a real struggle at doing this. Before Christmas, I'm he couldn't pretty, do it. You actually couldn't. I'm pretty do sure it. I had a team that lost their first five last year, who I think can get back this year, and I'm on the same train of, as you with with uh, the WA teams to some extent. That's all I'll say. Okay, very good. That's a nice little teaser for next week. Uh, AFL as a whole, probably the big news uh, out of last week was uh, Jai Simpkin, Luke McDonald, co-captains at the North Melbourne Footy Club. Uh, Jack Zebel steps down. Um, we're going to chat about co-captains and how they work a little bit later on the show. But um, Jai Simpkin, Luke McDonald, do you think that's Good appointments? Look, to be honest with you, I mean, Jack Zeeble... I feel a whack coming. No, no, no. Jack okay. Zeeble's been a, a really good captain, and I think it's been um, probably time that he... Yeah. And Clarko coming in. Uh, I don't, do I have a strong opinion on the, the joint captaincy? I prefer one, to be honest with you. I think, you know, how many, how many times do you have joint captains? We're going we're gonna to go to this yeah. at the end of the show. I want to finish with on North Melbourne. I saw a top 10 list. Uh, it was a top 10 midfielders prediction. Yep. Davies Unaki was... Is that how you say his name? Is it? I don't know. Just asking you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know I don't know. LDU. I'm just thinking of Lee Spur every time you <laughs> Please don't put me in Spur's basket. They had him in the top 10 midfielders of the, of the league. NFL. Yes. How do you feel about that? Incorrect. You wouldn't even... Oh, you... I just said incorrect. Okay. It's, I don't think it's, that's, that's right. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Let's do a bit of a WA rap skate. Uh, the Scorchers, yep. uh, you're a big cricket man. They're on fire. They're 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 straight through. They don't have to play their last game, and they're still in finals, right? Top of the table. No, they've, yeah. they've done and dusted. Finals are up. They've oh, right. host okay. the host the qualifier this weekend. Look at Dan just chortling away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> just chortling away. I thought yeah. they had one more. Sorry. No, they're going okay. Sorry, they finished fan. last night with a win over the. Uh, Renegades yes. scored 212. Yeah. Well, they did pretty well, the Renegades on did the charts. Did really well. Sean Marsh, half century in quick time, and Finchy 70 off, not many. Mm. Gave us a bit of a fright, but uh, you'd have to say Cam Bancroft, who, who had to bide his time through the summer because of um, the likes of Adam Lyth and Duplessis at the top of the order. So he's made an impact yesterday. Played some magnificent shots. I think 95. 95, not out, yeah. Just outstanding. His ramps, everything was uh, spot on. Look, our bowling wasn't great. I think AJ, our mate, went for... He went for about 70. He went for a ton. (laughs) One for a lot. 30 off about one over. Bottom line is, we've got through. We host the final. We win this weekend. We host the final. So they call it the qualifier. qualifier. What, what is, is that just What's exactly like a, that? Like a second semi-final, basically. The qualifier. So you yeah. win it straight to the GF. Straight to the GF and your host. Yeah. And your host. They had thirty two thousand there last night. So well, we will get we would get sixty to we would get sixty K yep. at Optus, wouldn't oh, we? I reckon you get fifty five easy. No, you're right. You'd I think sell it out. I'd go to that. Weather like this, I'll go as long as we got a cool free route. tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there in a heartbeat. Okay. We'll be good. I've got to say, we mentioned Steve Smith, but they play here this week, the Sixers. Big one, because if the Sixers win, obviously, they're, they're the, the second-best side in it at the moment. Right. It's pretty even. And T20's a bit um, bit fickle in terms of, you know, if you lose some early wickets, it's a little bit more difficult to, to forecast. But the Scorchers have been the barometer all season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I reckon we should maybe get to the prelim as well, the, the qualifier. We should try and get to the that's, qualifier. That's on this weekend, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, why not? 
anyone's got any tickets for Mark Reddings <laughs> and Will Scoville in a box at Optus Stadium, would be welcome to take them off your hands. Uh, we spoke about Steve Smith before. He's just been on fire. Yep. About 130 or something like that. Something crazy. 125 and just their, t- their, t- their team made 160, yeah, mate. 125 of them. Crazy. He's a genius. Um, what about the Wildcats? The Wildcats continue to make their way up the table. Now, uh, well, they sort of do. They win against the top of the table and they drop down two ladder positions. No, because they lost yesterday by 21 against oh, Southeast Melbourne. Now, right. now, I know you're going to come back and say, look. So this is why you're here. On Friday night, because you know, they beat the Kings, the defending champions. Yes. Really good victory. And, and look, to be honest, it was a high-scoring affair. Um, it was a heritage, heritage, heritage round. Sean Redditch's shirt was retired. Lockie Reed going bananas. Lockie did a fantastic job. He's uh, very good at that. Just screaming at the top <laughs> of his tits all night. Yeah, and he does a great job. Yeah. He loves it. Fans love him. Um, <laughs> they want him back. They want him back full time. <laughs> they want him back full time. They're saying, Hutchie, just get him on the roster to, to do what he does. Um, how tired would you be doing that? Oh, mate, I don't know how he does it. Like, that would be such a hard job. Oh, uh, that job, and doing what Basil does... As Lord Mayor, just go and talking to people that you just don't want to talk to. No, you're saying, it's a, you know what I'm saying? You get me. Mark Reddings. Mark Reddings is putting his hand up for the mayor position. No, I don't. No, the last thing I'd want to do is lock his job, yes. just, just screaming and yes. then doing... Kissing babies. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, and you know, just anyway. So, Wildcats, just going back last week, I did say they can't win the championship. You okay? did. And I stand by it. Because what I saw yesterday... They got out rebounded forty nine to twenty five against the, the Melbourne Phoenix. And, and let, let me just put this caveat in: they had trouble getting to Melbourne. Their flight was cancelled on the Saturday. They played Friday night, then they backed up in Melbourne Sunday. So it wasn't an easy right. forty eight hours. So let's put that into context. But they were just poor yesterday. They conceded one hundred and twelve, I think it was points. Their defence was poor. They got out rebounded. To me, that is where they are short of the best sides. That being said, Sydney lost on Friday. They also got beaten yesterday by New Zealand. They're still the best team in it, um, and I'm not. I'm loath to, to write the Wildcats off, but well, they, you already have. You already have. I, yeah, because their their defence and their their ability to rebound, particularly yesterday, there's some massive holes there that I think means they're not going to finish in a strong enough position to challenge the best teams in the comp. They need to get some home games. Do I sound like Shane Hill there, just giving a, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the uh, what's the other one? Not Shane Hill, but um, Homicide Williams. Homicide. Yes, Homicide <laughs> Williams. That's yeah. you, Mark Reddings. <laughs> Uh, now, the Perth Glory, I believe we had our very own Mark Reddings on site for a report here. You went to the Glory game on the weekend. Very keen, very happy to go there, yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Anthony Radich and the team well from done. the Glory. Going to so, free tickets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool, pretty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took my wife, gave her about 20 minutes notice. And <laughs> tell, you what, hey, on, tell you what, frequent <laughs> flight, you're in the Qantas Lounge, you're in the VI play. Is it looking up for Mark Reddings at the moment? Like, I mean, you got, you got your sponsor. Got, who's, who's, Kia, yes, Osmond sure. Park. Get along support Anthony Salerno, Tony Salerno on the team um, but is no, there anything but, you can't do I look, I look forward to going to the qualifier with Mark Reddings we'll just rock up we don't even need a ticket uh, sorry got, tell us about the game I've got a friend who's going to work at Optus as well in marketing uh, so we'll just make sure we stay in touch with her um, you know we did do corporate I think the problem was, was 38 degrees and uh, it was very hot and but it's Macedonia Macedonia Park, Park yeah we're not, we're not going to like it's not like Old Trafford it was, it was a little <laughs> bit more uh, understated but 4,000 there it was a great night. It was good fun, and um, there's something to be said in all seriousness about that that tribal yeah. small ground where they obviously not great financially for the glory, but in terms of atmosphere, it was pretty good. Yeah. I think Dan will back me up with that. Yeah, I can agree. Very good, but yeah. I didn't get the, the corporate treatment. Like no, but did. he just walked through the gates. Just he, he flashed a stamp from um, 
from Pinocchio's or something from the nightclub. <laughs> Pinocchio's. <laughs> what's, what's, no, sorry, hang on, hang on. Like no, from gobbles. Da, no, from da, daisies. Da, my daughter's got a daisies. You heard I, of that? I, we, don't, we don't know either, mate. We're okay, hippie the, club. There we go. Yeah, hippie club. Hippie there club. we go. Anyway, so. They won 3-1. They won 3-1 and the quality that we saw, they were poor early, as in they looked as if they were out of their depth, but the, the quality when Adam Taggart came on was outstanding. Scored twice, his I first minutes of the season. I saw something about him not having a, a sponsor on his shirt. Yeah. Did Perth Glory not have sponsors or just him? No, I think there was a mistake. Oh, no. Yeah. Because he scored twice, didn't he? He scored twice. He just he gave them the quality that they needed. Spoke to Chris Coyne, our mate, after the game, and um, he just ran through some of the, the nuances. And Tony Popovich, former Glory coach, mm. in trouble. They're, they're, they've had a shocking season, the victory. They're down the bottom. They've had the issue at Amy Park yeah. with the, the invaders. Which they, they got fine. A yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Fauna Rowley, who's gone from Perth to, to victory. Uh, you wonder why they got rid of him. Well, the, good riddance to him. Uh, and so, no, well done to the glory. The boys have done a great job. And they've got a centre back there. I think they're signing or bringing to the club today. So hopefully they can just use that as a launching pad. And Tony Sage uh, did spot him there on the weekend. He had a hand operation. So he was a little bit, uh, had the, the one wing um, affected. But he, he's still able to wave to the crowd on the way on the way <laughs> yeah. after getting the 3-1 result. He's a good He's, a, he's a good the Mobile coming out of the, out of the <laughs> crowd. Um, now, Perth Glory, they're seventh on the ladder now after being, languishing down the yep. bottom now so they're moving home up games. good yeah. uh, talking about Old Trafford Arsenal man you last night didn't see it but Arsenal 3-2 Arsenal 3-2 so I'm well and truly off the Minnesota Viking bandwagon oh, yeah. they've lost they're out see you later piss off Arsenal 3-2 top of the league baby and and now, finally, people starting to think, oh, actually, they're, they're a good team. No shit. They are, but the question oh, I ask yeah, is, yeah, no, no, but Man City is only five points adrift. And, you can, mate, Millsy on radio this morning said, oh, it's all over. That is, that's horse. It's not all over. No, of course it's, it's not. not. It's, what, a game and a half? Certainly not all over. Two games. Yeah. Especially when Arsenal is involved, because as much as I am a fan, I do understand that they, they shit the bed quite often. And Man City are a quality outfit. Correct. So uh, they had result against Wolves uh, from memory. But yeah, Arsenal having a great season. I know Tim McMillan, a mate of mine's a massive Gunners supporter. So when I Piers Morgan's a, a very big, uh, it's not really something we like to hang our hat on. Piers. No, I'm just saying people I know that you know I thought uh, uh, you know average blokes. Are you who do you back for? Name name dropping. I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I'm just checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Butler, an Arsenal fan. Uh, Will Scofield, Mark Reading's a Shelter Footycast. Now, a little bit of, uh, pardon the interruption to finish off here, Skeet. Um, I saw this in, in the paper over the weekend. I wanted to know your thoughts. If the AFL's 20th team comes to WA, that would mean number 19 goes to Tassie, 20 to WA. Is that a good idea and where should it be? I don't think we need a third team at the moment. I mean, if we, well, I just don't. I don't think we, we have the capability to support it at the moment. The, so the, the, the crowd well, what, numbers? What, what, what? what well, the crowd numbers for who? The Southwest Bar Bustleton Flyers, <laughs> just sponsored by Shelter. The Shelter Bustleton <laughs> Flyers, mate. I mean, you are you just understand where you are right now. I, You're on the I, Shelter Footy Cast. I love Shelter, and I love the your, your, your optimism. But I'm being could, honest. Could we not put it at Bustleton? I no. mean, if you're going to put it in in WA, twentieth team. You're going to have to build a new stadium, right? Let's just, just come with me for a okay, second. I'll come on the, the mystical journey. Okay. If they are going to put it in WA, you'd have to build a new stadium, right? So it doesn't matter where you? you put it. Well, well where Why? else? Where are you going to put it at Leadable Oval? No, but hang on. Where are you going to put how, it? How many teams play at the MCG? Oh, so you're just going to play them at Optus? 
Well, you can't go and build another billion-dollar stadium somewhere. Well, so where are you going to put the team? You're just in the hills? No, wherever you're playing them, they're going to have right. to come up to Perth. I was thinking down south. Population around there, get around a local population. Yes, but it's it's no, no not that different to Gold Coast, is it? Oh, in terms of a, a population base that you're trying to attract, oh, I think the, I think I understand the Gold Coast numbers. I think Gold Coast is a, is a yeah, but it's not a footy. It's not a footy no, area. Correct. Down south is put it in Bustleton, fly the teams into Bustleton Airport. Yeah, that's where right, that works. Straight in logistically, you come in and out. You don't have to fly to Perth, drive three hours down south. Yeah, a little boutique stadium. You know, ten to fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand people down there. Fifteen thousand. No, I'm just saying, is, is that going to? Yeah. It's not a great, I, it's not I, a strong I, argument, I, isn't no, it? No, the argument is, is look, I, I understand. The boys at Shelter would go very oh, well no, down and there. And we'd, we'd have a great time, wouldn't yes. we? We'd, we'd, mind you, I'd be close to 60 by the time that happens and you'll be getting old. What's the what's the argument, you know? Against? Yeah. Uh, it just, it just no, capacity well, okay, doesn't let, work. Okay, let me throw this at you. If there's 19 teams with Tasmania, would it not work better up in the Northern Territory where there's, uh, whether there's a, a financial, um, enough financial backing there? The other question is getting players... To go and live there, that's that's going to be difficult. But is that a more logical place than say down south? Well, see, I, I would argue that um, climate and, and and you know like playing every second game in Darwin, for instance, incredibly humid, yeah. incredibly hot. Slippery like it would be, and, you know, not that it's you need an easy game, but it'd be so difficult to play there. Corporate <clears throat> corporate support. Yep, WA would have that. They're just going in a bunch of mining sites to teams to sponsor the team um, and shelter and. Yeah, I, 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 you know, Darwin's population certainly doesn't have it over a, a, a down south of Western Australia. I wouldn't have thought. No, because well, anyway. if you put it in Bustledon, I think people from at least Bunbury would go. You'd have people from Margaret River, from Dunsborough, from from all through there, the farming district through there. I think we're a You'd long have way. Free on West Coast people driving down. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. Okay. No, no, it's only happening in the short term. 19, Tasmania, and then after that. That mm. is a question, though. It's a fair question. Is there going to be a 20th team? Because the buy becomes an issue for, you know, mm. the broadcasters want the 20th team. That's what they want because yes. they want to have that extra match. They, they'd love 26 teams, probably. I don't know. Exactly. Because they don't really care who goes to the games. They just want people to watch them. Um, and then what about this one? Having co-captains is a good idea, as we spoke about. Uh, Jai Simkin and Luke McDonald, co-captains of North Melbourne. Do you like it or not? Well, Sydney Swans did it back... Oh, successfully they, they'll do they? it last year yeah they do, they've, 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 I'm yeah. thinking back to uh, you know early 2000s yep. I, mean, I think the Eagles Eagles did it first time I recall was with might have been Kempi and Cousins I'm right. guessing so yeah so it was yeah. something like, I might have got the, the combination wrong but the Eagles have done it don't think Freeman oh did they have Fletcher and McManus yeah I think they were the yeah, two they did but why do you have co-captains you, you tell me as a player because I, I no, to I, me it's a bit of a cop out I hate it Oh, I hate it. Um, uh, one, I, I don't think it's make or break to your club no. who the captain is. I oh, will put it that way. You, you can have good, strong leaders around and good leadership group, but the the you do need a figurehead. I think. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just to, I I, I don't know. I, I think it, it doesn't make. I, I don't know what you're sharing. What duties are you sharing? Just make one a captain, one a vice captain. And then you got one leader, and then you got your vice can help do exactly totally. everything that they do. There's nothing you don't need. I guess what I'm saying is you don't need the captain badge to lead. No, and so and and be, be the voice of the club. So what the, do you, I don't know what you're sharing. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't quite get it either. Clarko's done it. Uh, others have done it with success. Um, but you know, put it this way, in 2023, I'd be very surprised if, for instance, Luke Shuey 
and Nat Fife are not captaining solo at the respective clubs here. Yep, there you go, there you go. Again, Mark Reddings. I, th- I like some of your takes at the moment, Skate. They're very good. Uh, that's almost done and dusted for us. Shelter XPA X Factor. We didn't give one away on Thursday. We didn't give one away this week. Can you guess who it'll be? West Australian. Big game player. Played a very good game. Cam Bancroft, 95. Yeah. Um, took the boys, got them straight into finals. No worries, all you like. Cam Bancroft gets the shelter XPA X Factor this week. Good call. AJ Tile, scale about six to just to <laughs> just try and desensitize <laughs> after his spell. He's a great bowler. Didn't there. he get hit in the he got hit in the face late trying to catch it? Did you see that? Didn't see that. Mate, they've he's he's come down, smacked it out. Hit him straight in the face as he was coming to catch it from mid on. Absolute howler. You can give me a bit of music, Dan. I like you, it. Did you see the Matt Kelly hit as well? Yeah. Going gangbusters. Um, no, no. I no, didn't no. see it. He got hit in the head. He got hit in the face. Out. Ball bounced off the batsman as he was trying to run in. Straight into the face. Blood everywhere. Wow. Um, David Moody, of course, didn't get to finish his spell because he bowled two waist ties. Hey, what year were you born before we leave? 1989. 11, 23. 34 tomorrow. I think so. Hey. The big boy turns 34. Well done. Enjoy, my friend. Thank you, Skeeter. Who knows what's going to happen? Shelter Footycast. Follow us on Instagram. You can email us, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Shelter Footycast, wherever you get your stuff. YouTube, podcasts, summer or sour. My birthday tomorrow. Woohoo. The festival begins. <laughs>